Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Big news for the Iowa football program today is they land Michigan tight end transfer Eric All. David Eichel, Sean Bach with you. HawkeyeInsider.com. Get 50% off an annual subscription to Hawkeye Insider and 24-7 Sports today. But, Sean, it was a matter of when, not if, Iowa landed Eric All. I submitted my crystal ball very early, basically right when Eric All entered the portal. But that does not negate how massive of, of a win this is for Iowa in the transfer portal. He's going to be alongside his former quarterback, Cade McNamara, who Iowa landed earlier in the process. But Abdul Hodge has got to be very, very excited about the future of his room pairing him with Luke Lachey, and then also having Addison Ostranga, who we've heard very, very good things about. Steven Stilyano still in the mix as well. But Iowa landing Eric All, one of their top targets again early in the process. Can't really overstate how big of a win this is, I think, for Iowa. Right. And All, you know, went had that surgery, which is which was seen as back, which is believed to be back surgery um, this past season. That's why his 2022 season was cut short. But when he's when he was playing a primary role for Michigan during that 2021 campaign, you look at his numbers on Pro Football Focus. His offensive rating was 76.8, which is considered very positive. His pat, you know, his grade in the passing game was 75.3. His pass blocking could have been a little bit better, but he showed that he could do that in his freshman year. His run blocking was 76.5, and the year before was 77.9. That's a stat that I think is really positive for this Iowa yeah. team because you look at what Sam Laporta and Luke Lachey had this year. You look back at those stats, I believe they were both, you know, not overly high. I think they were somewhere in the uh, 50s range, which on pro football focus is considered, a, let's see, so pass blocking for Laporta, which, I mean, obviously he's not going to be a, a consistent pass blocker, was 58.3, run blocking, was 54.3 or 54.6 Lachey was for run blocking which is where he was used more so than uh Laporta was 49.3 but his pass blocking was higher at 72.1 so Iowa I think to you know find success with different things that they want to do in their offense it was important that not only they add a reliable and proven pass catcher at the tight end position but also a guy that's used to the Big Ten defenses that can make that adjustment early on and, you know, can be played both in line and out wide. I think that was something that's really important for this team. And obviously the familiarity was really key too. having Kay McMurray in the fold definitely gave Iowa an upper hand in this one. 
not only because they're good friends and, you know, good buddies on and off the field, but that chemistry is really important. And, you know, you mentioned it too in the video that I recorded. I think Lachey and all really hit it off along with Sam Laporte. I mean, assuming yeah. Sam Laporte is gone next year, you know, all and Lachey really seem to hit it off. And, you know, those two can really coexist with each other and make, make something happen. I mean, yes, I was going to add more, more uh, talent on the outside at the receiver positions, but as we know with this Iowa team, the key is going to be the middle of the field, just finding guys in the middle of the field. That's going to be where most of their success is found. Yes, you know, they're going to, they're saying they're going to open it up more. That's been what they're telling recruits. That's what they're telling, you know, guys like Eric Hall, K McMara. You know, McNair mentioned on that podcast, like Iowa has said, like, we don't want to be like this. You know, we know we need to change. And, you know, they're going to change. I I believe that they're going to find, you know, more success on the outside. But I think most of their offensive values are going to remain the same when it comes to that middle of the field with those tight ends. And that's absolutely fine. And the reality is, Sean, I think when you look back, I think about earlier Iowa offenses, they want the run to set up the play action. There's just hasn't been consistent enough running and the downfield threat to really have that great play action plays that we've seen for a number of years. I mean, I think back to 2015, Michigan State, the long touchdown run, play action. You think about the Mississippi State game where Iowa had negative 15 rushing yards, right? But what was the play that opened it up? It was the play action. They found Nick Easley down the field, touchdown. Iowa just has not had the personnel or the basically anything in place to be able to utilize that. So, I think it's also, like you said, it can't overstate if Eric all can get back to hundred percent health, which I, I believe he will be able to him run blocking, opening up for Caleb Johnson's a massive, massive win just from that standpoint as well. And him and Lachey. And I want people to realize this too. Adding Eric all does not mean that Abdul and the coaching staff don't believe in Addison Ostranga. Like he's young enough, but I would also say this. Iowa is in win now. With them getting Cade McNamara, with them recruiting a tight end, with them looking at perimeter talent, wouldn't you agree, Sean? They're in more win-now mode than I, I think we've seen Kirk over the past few years because with the divisions going away the year after next, looking at Iowa's schedule, looking at the defensive guys they, they could have returning, looking at the offensive weapons they can add, having a new quarterback, they got to be just foaming at the mouth at the opportunity that they have next year to win 10 games and get back to Indianapolis for a big 10 title. Like I honestly, Sean, for, from the very, 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 very early projections with all the new coaches, with who some of the other teams lose and with Iowa's schedule, it's, it's almost an expectation from my standpoint that Iowa should be back in Indianapolis next year. And I really don't think that that's crazy to say. So I think Iowa is adopting that win now mentality and then landing Eric all just kind of adds to that belief of mine. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, I think from a standpoint of obviously adding McMurray and all on important, but I think when you look at the Big Ten West, even though Luke Fickle, it's going to be an interesting year in Wisconsin to see how many guys they can retain, who they get a quarterback, honestly. Um, yeah. That's going to be something to watch. Nebraska, they're obviously – I don't think they're going to have the roster overhaul that they had this past season, but I think they're going to be, you know, a, t- a tough team again. Um, Minnesota, at the top of my head, I, I, I mean, losing Mo Ibrahim, that's going to be big. You know, there are a couple other guys that they'll lose that'll be important. Then, obviously, still some draft decisions. Illinois is going to be tough. I mean, they're still trying to find a quarterback. Purdue, I think it's going to be a rebuilding year there. Illinois um, loses Chase Brown, though, correct? That is true, yes. They do lose Chase Brown. So that's going to be really critical. They, I think they have a pretty old offensive line, too. So that's going to be something that will be, uh, will be needed to track. But, I mean, yeah, I mean – you said it. I mean, but it's the thing with the Big Ten West and putting those expectations. Yes, I think you got to be in win now mode with the guys that they have, and Caden yep. and Eric are two guys that are going to be molded to be in that win now mode. But I also think you got to really see what the portal looks like and what else you can add, along yep. with who else other teams add because. Not saying the quarterback or running back is going to make all the difference, but it's going to make a big time difference with some of these other schools. So I've always I've always yeah. said this too: dudes recruit dudes, and you get another dude who's accomplished, like Eric All. Like this is helping Iowa set the foundation for what they want to do. And like you said, there's still going to be some attrition across the board. I'm very curious that you know if Nebraska lands an elite quarterback, but Casey Thompson still might come back for another year as well. And I mentioned when now, I mean. This is not something I'm hearing. This is just me projecting, Sean. Eric All is playing one year at Iowa and going to the NFL. Like, this is a guy, if he's healthy this past season at Michigan, he's probably in the league. He probably already, you know, after the college football playoff, would have declared for the NFL draft. Like, he is that kind of upside from from what I've heard and what I think we've seen as well from him. So, it is win-now mode for Iowa. I think that they've done it. This is where I want people to understand too. And I want your take on this, Sean. Iowa has done as good of a job as anybody in the country with the portal. And it has been as aggressive as anybody in the country in the portal. Agree? Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, yes. I mean, they're not reaching out to every dude, but they're getting in on dudes early. And that's really important. I mean, getting, getting Ernest Hausman no matter what happens in that recruitment, getting him on campus that early was critical. Isaac Tesla, I mean, getting involved with him really early on was huge. I mean, yes, there's still some things that need to play out in that recruitment, but things are looking decent there, assuming that some schools hold off. Getting involved there was critical. Seth Anderson, like, I think he's potentially a power five wide receiver, but Obviously, I was the only power five offer there. So I think getting those three guys, getting involved there with them, and obviously you mentioned Mac Mara and Eric All, getting those guys in the boat early is really important because then you can build around other positions. I'm not worried about the defense. I know Iowa wants to get a cornerback. Obviously, it didn't work out with Harvard grad transfer Alex Washington. Um, but they're going to get other guys. 
you just got to give that one time. I think they'll try to go for at least one cornerback in the portal. Who knows if they go for a defensive end? I think they're probably set with one cornerback. But offense, I mean, we knew from the jump that offense would be the focus. And they've done a really good job of filling those holes right now. I'd still like to see Iowa continue to go after some top linebackers because I think they have a lot to right. sell. And they need to capitalize off the momentum. Again, we don't know what happens with Ernest Halsman yet. I think Iowa's done as aggressive of a job as anybody, but this is a guy that's going to have Michigan after him. He's going to have Ohio State after him. I mean, he is an absolute dude. I mean, he's probably one of the best transfers on the market, in my opinion, Sean, just with how many years of eligibility he has and his upside. I mean, I, I think that he, you know, he could be really, really good. So, Again, I think Iowa's done a nice job with the portal. I know some people are confused about Alex Washington, as you mentioned, the Harvard grad transfer. If he visits, he's visiting Vanderbilt. You know, for some guys, Sean, getting a Harvard education along with a Vanderbilt education, that's going to earn you a big payday in life, regardless of if football works out or not. So, and if you go to Harvard for four years, you get a degree and you're grad transferring, it ain't all about football at the end of the day. So, you know, I got to tip my cap off to him. They want to pursue those educational, you know, pursuits. And I think people should too. It's not an opportunity that everybody gets, but I'm with you. I, I don't see Iowa pressing for any defensive linemen. I'd still like them to go after a couple of offensive guards just to in- stabilize the interior because Ellsbury shown flashes. J- Justin Britt, I think has been a really, really good teammate. I just don't know if he'll ever really – be fully healthy enough to contribute on a regular basis. Um, I I think there's confidence within the program about the offensive line and especially on the interior. I think there's some confidence there. I mean, maybe you could throw around the idea of a center, but I think Iowa, I'm I'm a believer in George Barnett. I think things are going to, I think things are going to figure itself out at those positions. I think he's definitely got one more year. I, I think anybody wants him fired. I just don't understand the premise because of how young of a line he had to play and to move guys around. I mean, Sean, they had three guys at offensive tackle on the depth chart this year. I think the entire season, like there's zero depth there. Um, I think you look at, you know, moving Colby to guard. Okay, well, he practiced a lot of tackle in the offseason, but now he's getting another full spring, a full summer, a full fall camp at offensive guard. I think we're going to see a huge jump in his performance next season. I'm a believer in Mason Richmond. I think he was a 24-7 sports freshman All-American last year. You know, he has rough moments, but I expect a big jump from him. The big question for me is, A, Iowa signing Caden Proctor. They need to get him official. Obviously, on the 21st, he can play right tackle. And how good and how far can Logan Jones come over the next seven, eight months at center? Because you cannot have those delayed snaps. You can't have that happen when you have a guy who's experienced as Cade McNamara in the backfield. That has to be cleaned up in year two. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I I don't disagree with you for a second. I mean, it all starts up front. That's, yeah. I mean, we can talk about K. McMahon. We can talk about Eric Hall, Luke Lachey, the receivers that Iowa has coming back, the receivers that they're potentially going to get. I think they have a good chance of getting to Anderson this weekend. Um, and obviously, Isaac Tislaw kind of waiting to see there. But it doesn't matter unless you improve up front. And this, I mean, Iowa knows that as much as anyone. They know that you have to improve up front in order to be successful. And that's going to be, that's going to be the key this offseason. You know, it's good to see because there was seemed to be a, a, from the outside, there was a lot of, I guess, 
questions of to how this these guys would buy in, like not to speculate on transfers and everything, but how guys would buy into the offense. Obviously, you're going to lose some guys, Keegan Johnson, Arlen Bruce being those guys. But I think seeing that guys like Caleb Johnson are bought in, seeing that Cade McMara especially is bought in, that could really rejuvenate what you want to do offensively or at least, you know, the confidence of this program, what they want to do offensively. I think that could really help them take that step forward in that regard. And seeing that Caleb Johnson tweet, I mean, I know there was really no whispers of him transferring. I mean, hard to transfer when you're the number one back at a power five school. Yeah. But seeing those comments yesterday, seeing that he's pretty locked in, like that's really good to hear. And, you know, it's going to come. I mean, there's so many things that have to work offensively for an offense to be successful. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the offensive line. That's where that's where things need to get resolved. No doubt. And I, I, I'm i with you about I think a lot of people breathe this sigh of relief when they've seen Caleb Johnson kind of actively recruiting on Twitter and making those sort of comments. I mean, he's a guy who strikes me that has the same kind of confidence and swagger as as Cade McNamara. I mean, they kind of want the – I think they, they're going to thrive off the – I don't want to say the hate, but the rightful criticisms of what this Iowa offense has been. And I think that, you know, Caleb knows, Sean, that he's he's going to be a big part of the offense next year. He knows that he has a special, special opportunity. And I've I've said it on here. I think he could be one of the best backs Iowa's had in the Kirk Ferentz era and maybe in school history. Like he has that sort of upside to me. And I don't think it's crazy to believe that, especially if they can get some stabilization up front. He could be in for an all-conference caliber year next season i i have that much faith in the kid yeah no there's there's definitely i i mean i'm not gonna say they're gonna finish in you know top five in the big 10 i mean maybe but i i don't think so um but there's confidence that you know it'll it'll take a step forward and that's really all you can ask for at this point so Eric all commits to Iowa, huge, huge win for the program. But for David Eichel, Sean Bach, follow us on Twitter at David Eichel, at SBach247, and at Hawkeyes on 24-7. And stay tuned to HawkeyeInsider.com for the latest on Iowa football, basketball, recruiting, and, and just about everything else. Signing day next week, a week from today. ton of content will be coming out, so stay tuned for that. Till next time, talk soon. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best job! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.